Welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay and she's Sarah and we are brain biologists in recovery and today we are talking about Alien. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. If you listen to the end of our last episode, you will know that Lindsay and I um, had both never watched this movie, um, and we're both very nervous to watch it. Yes, because I don't like suspenseful movies. Yes, yes, we're both wimps when it comes to scary, suspenseful things. Yes, you want to give me as much blood as you want, but no. Yeah, no, I like, I yeah, I'm good with blood and gore, but like, yeah, suspensey things, and then also, and then I kind of just like missed the window, and then it just became a movie that I'd never watched. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both watched it during the daytime uh-huh. with all the lights on uh-huh. i was like in my pjs with coffee and pancakes <laughs> um yeah so it was an interesting experience yeah and also the copy that we had didn't have great audio no i don't know why so, it was hard yeah we have some issues with this movie and Technical it may have issues. been our experience and we're not gonna get we don't want to get the alien stands all uppity Um, We understand that this, as well as the entire franchise, is a very big deal. Um, We wouldn't mind if somebody, Matthew, um, (laughs) explained the reason behind the cultural phenomenon of this movie. Like, what it actually is that makes it such a cult classic. Is it the alien? Is it the prosthetics? Is it the fact that it's a woman who saves the day? What is it? Yeah, um, I, yeah. I'd be curious to hear of people who, you know, like, have watched this. Yeah, because it's one of those frequently. ones where, like, because I was watching it with a critical eye, because that's how I watch movies for their podcast. I've never mm-hmm. and I never had seen it before as a normal movie experience. It was very hard for me to enjoy it. Yes, I do think um, um, when we get back to a place where we can watch movies in theaters, I would like mm-hmm. to watch this movie in the theater now. Because, yeah, like, seeing it on a big screen would be cool. Yeah, it's not scary, suspenseful anymore. Yeah, and it's also because it's such a part of the lexicon. Like, I know who Ripley is. I know the yeah. alien, like, the shape yeah, I know of, what the alien the looks like. And, yeah. and I know that she lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I don't, and, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I knew other parts of it, too. I don't know, it's hard to remember, well, you know, those I random knew... things you know. Yeah, so the one part that I think... If you'd watched it, if you'd watched this movie before you'd watched, say, Spaceballs, uh-huh. you would have been <laughs> scared when the alien comes out of the guy's chest at the dinner thing. And now you're just disappointed. It, yeah, because it doesn't sing and dance. <laughs> no also, top I, hat. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is that part. And then I started laughing. Yeah. Um, so that part wasn't <laughs> as scary. Um, the one part that did surprise slash scare me that I hadn't realized was that... Um, Ian Holmes' character yes. was an android. And that part, yes. that was the scariest part for sure. Yeah, that was definitely the part where I was, well, like, I thought the alien was possessing, or was possessing him, because at that point, and this is something mm. we're going to talk about more, the alien, or the xenomorph, has so many different characteristics that it's hard to keep track. And at that point, I'm like, okay, fine, they just went off the fucking rails, and it's oh. able to possess something. Yeah, or like, did um, he also get parasitized, and then... Yeah, yeah like, yeah, he has yeah. this crazy strength, like, because he was sweating out his weird milky liquid, which, that's not, Ooh. like, why does it, why? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Well, like, it could be some sort of, yeah, like, you know, cooling electrical fluid I guess fluid so. It's super thing. gross. 
It was really um, gross. But at that point, you're like, yeah. okay, well, there's something wrong with him. But yeah. because you don't know, that's the first thing I thought of because, you know. Oh, I yeah, know. no, I was not leaning towards alien. I was leaning towards, like, yeah, on the side of the aliens. I didn't, or yeah, I was not leaning towards the android. I thought he was, yeah, on the side of the aliens or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. So, yeah, we're not really going to talk about, like, I mean, I think it's probably pretty obvious that both of us were, like, a bit underwhelmed by this movie. And maybe it's just yeah. the hype. Yeah, um, it might have been that. And, like, it wasn't actually as suspenseful as I was expecting it to be either. Well, I think when you know that it's scary, then you're, like, yeah, also you know? true. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. And maybe, it, like, mm. because I wasn't paying rapt attention. And I wasn't in a dark room. Like, even yes. when I saw Jurassic Park in the theater again in 3D, when the raptor comes up through the... Um, oh, vents yeah. because it's 3D. You also you like pee yourself a little bit because you're yeah. like, oh my god, I had forgotten that was a thing, and he's coming right at me with my 3D yeah, and technology. It's like a way bigger screen rather than yeah. like my dinky daytime mm-hmm. television. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also when you see Jurassic Park in the movie theater and you get to hear the theme, you just burst into tears. Anyway, so we're good. not talking about Jurassic Park, sadly. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, I did like parts of this movie. Like I and I, I think I can see. Especially if I'd watched it, like, obviously I didn't watch it when it first came out and I wasn't born yet, but, um, yeah, like, if I'd watched it at a younger age, well, I would have been traumatized, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, a younger I, age than you are now, does that doesn't mean you have to be 12. There no, no, I meant, a lot of things. yeah, no, like, but. If, but if I'd, yeah, if I'd watched it before, if I'd watched it not specifically for the podcast, yeah, I think what you're yeah, saying I about, think... like, being hypercritical mm-hmm. rather than just relaxing and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, let's talk science stuff? Okay. Well, so, again, we're not alien experts. There no. is a lot of information about the xenomorph um, on the IMDb and on the alien wiki and all sorts of everywhere. Yeah, all kinds of so stuff. So, we're not going to go into it because it also covers, obviously, more than just this movie. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of it because, as I said, this alien, at least in this one, from what I can see and from what I can tell from all of these creature movies that I've been watching for the podcast, they just seem to cobble together everything that they thought was cool and didn't really think about whether or not that made sense. Yeah, basically, they kind of just like took like tentacles and crab legs and crazy like giant heads and parasitism and stuck it all together into one well it doesn't start off giant but it gets giant in like half an hour really really fast it molts yeah. which like makes sense it has an exoskeleton so yeah. molting to grow molting makes sense. sense it was the speed that is the real problem on that end yeah also totally. when um, it bursts out it doesn't have an exoskeleton it's very soft yes true which so maybe we should talk about molting that's a good thing okay. to talk about. So yeah, yeah. molting, um, I don't know. I used to teach about like insects and stuff with little kids. So that's where I'm going to go with this. Um, hands up if you have a skeleton. <laughs> Me! puts their hand up. Is there a skeleton on the inside of your body or the outside of your body? The inside! Hooray! Right. So insects and crabs and this alien have their skeleton on the outside of their body and because it's exoskeleton um and because it's on the outside of their body and for other reasons it doesn't grow along with them so when they want to get bigger they have to like take their skeleton off 
climb out of it and grow a new one. And that's how they get bigger. Um, so lots of insects grow in things in sort of stages called instars, like I-N-S-T-A-R. So like crickets have six or seven instars and it's like each stage and that's each bolt. And they usually grow, you know, a, like maybe 10 or, yeah, like, like 10, 20% bigger each time they molt, like not a huge amount. Um, but yeah, in the case of the xenomorph, in one molt, it grows like 500%. <laughs> yeah. Or more. <laughs> maybe more. Like the xenomorph yeah. is seven feet tall. Yeah. Um, and it started at like inches tall. I don't know. It yeah. was huge. Um and so there are cases, like if you think about butterflies, they go through a bunch of different um, life stages and some have exoskeletons, like a butterfly, the body of a butterfly has an exoskeleton, but the body of a caterpillar does not have an exoskeleton. It has yeah. just a outside, like a soft, squishy it's just, outside. It's just smooshies. Yeah. Smooshies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's not totally unreasonable. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. molting is how aliens, or not... I guess aliens, but also um, uh, arthropods, so like jointed limbed animals and also other um, things that have exoskeletons, um, is how they grow. And it's also can be how they like subtly change form. Crickets, for example, until their final instar stage, they don't have like external, or maybe their final two, they don't have like the external access ports for their um, reproductive parts. Oh, like the goodness. Uh, the ovipositors. Yeah, they have little like pointy things on their back end to stick eggs out. Um, they mm. don't have those. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. It's so, the end. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're mature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so this... other parts. Yeah, so we talked about um, tetrapods in our last mm. episode. And so the xenom- xenomorph has is a tetrapod but also has tentacles. Um, yes. which is definitely a part of like, let's see how we can make it scarier, especially because we don't want to do a, sh- a full on shot mm-hmm. of the entire thing together because it will obviously look like it's 1979 and we stuck a man in a rubber suit. <laughs> yep. Um, so they just needed to add things and also has a big tail, which is perfectly acceptable. Um, but yeah, it has like arms with tiny, like creepy baby hands. But then, yeah. So like it has... Like, a crab number of arms, like, a lot of arms. When it's the face hugger kind of stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it has... It completely like, changes like shape from yeah. the Which face hugger to the... Yeah, it is. It's just, like... It's, yeah. Again, it's the speed that's the problem. Totally. Totally. Yeah, this all happens in, like, a day? Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So, um, so the yeah. face hugger, once he's on John Hurt, then it ends up inside of him... And then, mm-hmm. as we said, bursts out of him. And so that is a form of parasiti- parasitism. Yes. Um, did you want to talk about things like that? Because that is actually based in reality. Yeah. So there's lots and lots and lots of different kinds of parasites. And they're all really complicated. And I have had to deal with them more from a animal care perspective than an actually caring about the parasite perspective. So it's more about like understanding the life cycle of parasites from the perspective of preventing animals from getting more parasites than they should have. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause not all parasites, well, all parasites do something bad, but like basically every, almost every wild animal that you look at has like some level of mm-hmm. parasite load. It just doesn't have a high enough parasite load that it actually does anything. Yeah. So anyways, um, lots and lots of animals or lots and lots of different kinds of parasites have, 
like so many different ways of being parasites, but a common one is that the parasite um, will need to lay eggs inside of another species. So like parasitic wasps, for example, there's all kinds of different ones, but like all wasps, they have like an egg, a larvae, a pupae, adults, um, and they attack different species and they also can attack at different life stages of themselves. Um, but yeah, so they will lay eggs or some will lay eggs in another arthropod, like another insect or whatever. And um, lots of parasitic wasps will actually lead to the death of their host. Um, yeah, like in this one. Um, so, oh, actually, this is a good case. So um, I used to look after a butterfly exhibit and very rarely, like I think it only happened like two or three times, we would notice that um, the butterfly, the pupae that had come had um, an infestation of parasitic wasps. And so we'd have to get the shop vac and vacuum all the wasps out. And it was really terrible. Like they're really tiny and they were totally harmless to us. Um, but you had to get them all out because they would just otherwise kill all the butterfly pupae. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. So in that case, these parasitic wasps attacked the um, pupal stage, the um, chrysalis of a butterfly, and then basically would prevent the butterfly from completing its metamorphosis into a butterfly. Um, but yeah, there's lots of other examples. Some some parasites have like multiple hosts throughout their life cycle. So like they'll lay their eggs in one and then they'll move into another one to do like their juvenile stage and then they'll move into another one and then they'll go back into the, like into the original host species to go back and lay their eggs again. Like it's sort of a cycle. Um, parasites are really complicated and they are really cool. Because yeah, because most of the time they have to rely on something else. It's very similar to viruses. Hot topic. Ooh, hot topic. Um, yeah, that but like they have more to, complex. <laughs> yeah, they're even more complex because they I don't know they have more of a body the way that we would define it I guess. Um, well, like, than a virus like yeah, they're bigger. Well, like parasitic in general. wasps are really wasps, they're wasps like they're yeah yeah as opposed to a virus which is a microscopic scale. Yeah, um, but it's the same kind of thing. It needs it only can survive when another in a host. Yeah, um, a, a virus yeah. can anyway, and so and parasites some, are very some parasites similar. are obligate parasites so they only can act as parasites and some are opportunistic so like they yeah. kind of sort of some flexibility like if there's a host great if there's not a host do some else yeah yeah and it's also cool. different again it doesn't necessarily infect like um cuckoos are technically oh, yeah. a parasite because they lay their eggs in another uh species of bird's nest and then because their bird their chick is bigger it gets fed more and then the other egg the other bird's chicks fall out of the nest and die and then the cuckoo chick survives it's really horrible yeah and that's technically kind of cool. the definition of a parasite but it's not there's no infection part like nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. is infected so but yeah the definition of a parasite is not what you would expect it to be when you're thinking of like a creepy slimy thing or something yeah or like a you know tapeworm or whatever yeah yeah um very very cool so yeah that in this case i think Definitely in the wikis, and I think in the movie, they refer to um, the guys, like, giving birth to the alien, mm -hmm. but it's not really birth. He's just the parasitic host. Yeah, I think it's just more of a, like, a homage, you know, like, he's yeah, like coming out of his colloquial. stomach. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, the definition of giving birth does not um, happen here. No. Um, regardless Although, of 
which area it comes out of. Exactly. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not the point. It's the fact that it's, yeah, another animal laid its eggs inside of yeah. his body. Um, um, or egg. Um, but we could talk about how um, the different stages of birth, but we can leave that for like a, a different episode. Yeah, no, I'm sure we'll get there at some point. Oh, yeah. We got lots of stuff to talk about here. Um, so we kind of talked a bit about like all the different life cycle species. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting, and I wasn't totally sure, maybe this comes up in later movies, but it's not entirely clear if the alien is native to the planet that they land on or if it came in as like infecting that original the ship that they explore like there's that derelict ship and then Ripley gets the warning that they think is from the pilot of that ship and then Mm -hmm. um yeah so like did that ship crash land there because of the alien um or and like so brought the alien to that planet or did the ship crash land there and then got infected or whatever parasitized Mm -hmm. by the alien it's not clear no, um, and it's like we may have missed that. Like I missed a lot of things about yeah. how the weaknesses of the alien, and uh, that may have attributed us to my feeling about the thought they put into the alien as a species. But I think also it didn't. <laughs> yeah, that they just were like, "Oh, fire, sure." Um, well, I think yeah, they were kind of going with what they had. Like they were a mining ship, right? So they didn't have like yeah. a ton of weapons. They weren't really planning to. No, go. I mean, yeah, I'm not talking about what yeah. the characters. I'm talking about the screenwriter. Oh yeah, no, but like <laughs> yeah, the flame looks cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's hard to tell with that, but I think we both definitely land on the side of the alien isn't the bad guy. No, um, no, the alien is doing a its lot thing. of one of the re- the one of the main reasons um, I was mad. About during the majority of this is because there was a, this was just bad science, like worse science than Jurassic Park. Like, and no, I'm not talking about bad science the way we talk about it. I'm talking about the oh, way yeah. they did the way we they explored. did their science. Yeah, was bad. Um, we all know that Ian Holm is evil, mm-hmm. but Ripley is also a member of the science team, and she didn't go. No, she's the warrant officer. She's not on the science. No, she was talking about science as well, though. Yeah, but anyways, like it seemed like there was kind of like this one science officer, and everybody else was just there to, you know, be a worker, be a miner, do kind of their thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The part that was weird to me was first of all they sent the whole crew down on the smaller ship. Yeah. Down to the other Which planet. Which is a discussion we had off mic because we didn't understand why there was only the seven of them or whatever on that yeah, on giant massive ship. ship. Like, I understand it's giant because of what they were doing, but yeah. why aren't there more people? Yeah, there was a lot of crew space. Maybe it was like a recycled ship from something else. I don't know. Um, yeah, so they sent everybody down. They, like, wandered off without having, like, a secure... So, like, yeah, like, good job on Ripley for, like, put trying to push back to mm-hmm. like maintain um biosecurity on the ship but like yeah they should have been prepared for the eventuality that somebody would get hurt or somebody exactly something and need to have a secure place that isn't their sh- only ship yeah um yeah but also like and i guess this is partly speaking about from the 70s versus now and like so what we're able to do now with probes and rovers and that kind of stuff in terms of exploring other planets is insane like they're able they've basically Mm -hmm. put like artificial intelligence or they're starting to put like artificial intelligence stuff into the rovers especially they're sending to mars and so now like originally the first mars rovers they were having to like from earth drive each wheel and now they can just be like 
go there. And the computer on board sort of figures it out, which is crazy. So the fact that they have this, like, lifelike android Mm -hmm. and the mother, like, the computer on the ship, but, like, can't send a uncrewed probe or something down to the ship. Yeah, like, the technology doesn't... Yeah, Yeah. is um, strange. And it's just, again, like, Ripley's the only one who seems to care about protocol at all, Mm -hmm. including the captain. Yeah. Um... And and not just protocol when there's an emergency, but, like, why did the captain and the first mate go out without saying, hey, science guy, why aren't you coming with us? Yeah, why didn't the science guy go? Like, why didn't he go? It makes so no sense, except for plot. Um, yeah. So that really bothered me, but um, I'm like, all, none of this would have happened if you would follow proper scientific protocol and, like, not put your finger in something. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, like scientists, scientists like, don't, don't even it. smell things yeah. like, um, like you would expect. They smell things with safety measures. They don't yeah. put their finger in something like <laughs> on a like you're on in the middle of planet. space. Like, yeah. what are you expecting is going no, to happen? No, exactly. You? Yeah, so they're sending like untrained astronauts who aren't scientists. They're just like, you know, mining yeah. crew to go. Yeah, like have first contact with an alien. Yeah, it's. So yeah, the alien is not the bad guy. Ian Holm is the indirect bad guy, Ash, the the science officer. But then also it's like the whole, the corporation and the government and the society and the mm-hmm. culture is the bad guy. Which I yeah, feel like and might we, become more of a theme in future movies. I hope so. Maybe. I don't know. But like this is something that we talk about a lot when we talk about uh, monster movies. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about next on uh, our next episode is that the xenomorph is not the bad guy. It was just a creature that was attacked. Yeah. Um, they attacked it, and it defended itself. It is this big, scary thing that apparently likes to eat humans, which is doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense, again, because it's never interacted with humans before. So, you know, yeah. but also sharks can eat trash cans, so, you know. Um, <laughs> um, but, and like, but, yeah, it's defending itself this entire time. Like, yeah, it gets, it's a little bit scary and angry. Um, yeah, and it and, has, you which, know, it has blood made of, incredibly strong acid but that's not its fault like that's exactly just how that's it works just, it probably has yeah. evolved for the planet that it lives on whether or not it's that planet or some other planet and it obviously yeah. has either a very even scarier predator out there that it needs to defend itself against or prey that needs to have corrosive acid blood dripped onto it in order to eat yeah. or something and also like, like, there's a reason behind this internal structures that somehow don't get dissolved by the acid even though the exactly. it's like strong enough that it drips through like many layers of the ship yeah and also crazy. then like through the egg into this very soft squishy human yeah like that doesn't make any sense at all yeah it was, um it was great but anyway i'm on team xenomorph it's not their fault no um and don't go touching things yeah safety protocol send a rover yep. send a rover <laughs> Wear like, a mask be nice all to the, the rovers time because I have feelings about rovers. But you know, oh yeah, <laughs> we're pretty emotional over here. But yeah, wear a mask. Like set up a secondary quarantine. Yep. Facility. Like yeah, because how would go they know? Through, go like, through your safety protocols before you leave yeah. your spaceship and chain of command. <laughs> oh my god, it bothers me so yeah. much. And also, like, double check that your sketchy science officer that got assigned to the mission at the last minute, isn't an evil android. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, jeez, don't um, scare it. Sure. 
I'm sure Ripley will be doing that from now on. I hope so. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's my main beef with that. And then, you know, and I think that that's the problem. Like, when we watch dumb movies, like The Meg, and yeah. you know that they're going to be dumb. dumb. So that when stuff like this happens, you're like, ha, 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 ha. But yeah. when you watch a movie that's supposed to be this big, huge cult phenomenon, and you're like, how do people not get just mad at this movie yeah. for its like, dumb actions. Yeah, how are they, you know, they have enough technology to, like, go to outer space and mine and have, the, have like, the mother who's, like, their, you know, Siri or whatever on their ship and, like, all that stuff, but then, like, yeah, stick their finger into unknown things. Yeah. Like, like you can't, you can have this yeah. lifelike android, but you can't have um, tweezers. Like, you know. Yeah. Or, like, um, a good... Yeah, good sensors. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some really cool like um, like things that I thought were cool were not the science stuff. Like I thought the ship was really cool looking, other than mm-hmm. it was too big. But like I really liked the sort of. Um, you could tell it was definitely inspired by like original Star Trek and two thousand and one. But then it was mm-hmm. things were like a little bit grittier, a little bit dirtier. Like the ship yeah. had been kicking around for a long time. That's why I thought maybe it was like it used to be a big ship with a crew, maybe from some other thing, and then got bought by this like mining corporation. Yeah, that and then repurposed. Would make sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like parts of it were cool, and parts of it were kind of like run down. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I um, don't know. Yeah. I'm intrigued enough to yes watch the watch Aliens the sequel and then mm-hmm. yeah I would I would like to watch either or both or whatever in a theater yeah someday. I agree and even or like even in a controlled dark space like yeah in Nicole's basement yeah 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 maybe yeah although N- Nicole can't watch Alien so no no I don't know what we'll do. <laughs> um, but... or like a drive-in or something yeah or something somewhere that I. It's it's actually holding my focus and it's dark and I can hear everything. Yes. Um, and maybe that will help. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. But but yeah. Um, and like I get why anyway. people like Ripley. Exactly. Like I totally like her. She's awesome. Yeah. Um. She's. I just flawed I... in a. It's 1979 and it's a man writing for a woman, but also in norm other ways as well. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, no, not she was good. Sigourney Weaver's fault that she has to fight the alien in her underwear at the end because, <laughs> you know. Yeah. If she wasn't sexy, no one would see the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that part, like, it, I wasn't surprised by it. I was surprised that it took that long. No. <laughs> Me too. I was, too- And also, before she took her clothes off, she put her hair in a ponytail, which is a huge deal. Oh, yeah. No, yeah for she- a woman in a movie. So yeah, it was practical. I felt yeah. bad for her that her underwear were so tiny. Me too. <laughs> they were very small. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there's that. Yeah. Um, but, but she does know. have her cat, which I think yes. might be a flurkin. I um, assume so. Because, it like, even if it does go into stasis, like, I don't know how long they're out for. Like, what is it eating? Like, it's just, there's too many questions. And it seems like a weird thing to give them. Yeah, it was Like, odd. they don't have a television. Um... Yeah, but they have but a cat. But they have a cat. Yeah, like, so we're, we're going with Slurkin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also because it so looks like Goose. It looks in. exactly like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. so sorry if we made you all mad about our feelings. at least learned something about metamorphosis or something. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and if it wasn't for this movie, we, we wouldn't have that scene in Spaceballs. So, you know. Um, yeah. So if you want to find out more about what we're up to, you can check us out at Nature Finds a Pod on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can check out our website, naturefindsapod.com. We will be back in two weeks to celebrate, to have an early celebration of Shark Week with a for real monster movie that we can definitely make fun of, Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. bye.